God bless you, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. It's a great day to be alive. And you know, God has been so good to us. And I tell you, I always remind you that you should be grateful and thankful for every day that God has given you. And if you're a Christian, you should be grateful for what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to be a Christian and know that when you die, you're going to be with the Lord forever and forever. But we have people out there who don't know right now. They're not saved. And many of them are going to church thinking that that's okay. That, you know, because I go to church, I do good things, that that's going to be okay. And, and But I'm going to tell you, uh, brothers and sisters, if you're listening to this, and you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you don't know if you have, um, you're in a very dangerous place because the only thing that needs to happen, right, is that you be translated into eternity by leaving this life, and man, you would be in trouble because you have nobody to defend you. There's no one on your side because you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So brothers and sisters today, I just want to give everybody a reminder about eternity, that eternity is real, that heaven and hell is real, although we don't hear a lot preached about really neither one of them, uh, especially hell. People want to stay away from that subject. They don't want to talk about that because it's such a bad uh, place. It, it's such a tormenting place and people don't want to talk about it. But that doesn't make it less real. It is real. Jesus spoke about hell many, many times in the Bible, even more times than he spoke about heaven. And one of the reasons he spoke about it so much is because he warned people to stay away from that place because it's awful. It is so bad. We don't we can't even imagine how bad it is. And I've heard people talk about, um, you know, life and death experiences or death experiences where or near-death experiences where they died and somehow, some way, uh, they went to hell or almost went to hell. And, you know, I listen to those stories and then I read the Bible to see if, uh, you know, if they line up. Some do, some don't. Um, but the biggest thing is, if I look in the Bible, I can absolutely know that hell is real. So today, I really want to remind you and encourage you, right, if you're not saved, get saved. If you've never received Jesus, now is the time. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to say thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Lord Jesus, there are going to be many people who listen to this podcast, listen to this message. So we pray today, Lord, that you would bless this message. God, that it would go out and reach all those who are hungry for you and they don't know it. They're looking for something in life, but they just don't know what it is. And so I pray for them today that their ears would be open. God, that you would open their eyes, that you would touch their hearts and let the word of God come in and save them and deliver them and set them free. Holy Spirit, I need you, sir. I need you to make the word clear and make it concise. Help me to deliver this word, Lord, the way that the word has been put inside of me. Help me, Lord, to be the oracles of God, to be the vessel to deliver this word today. It's a clarion call. People need to hear. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I hear so much about, um, you know, people just think that there's so many ways to God. They think that if they're religious, if they go to church, if they're a Catholic, if they're a Baptist, if they're a Presbyterian, if they do good works, if they help people, maybe they're doctors and nurses or they have very good occupations, they think somehow, some way that they are to be rewarded by uh, God accepting them into heaven. And, you know, it sounds good. It sounds good to the human ear, to the person who has never accepted Christ. Those things sound good. I've heard the stories about purgatory where when you die, you go to this place and you're going to get better over many, many years. And then at that point, you'll be able to come to heaven. Oh, I've heard so many crazy um, stories. You know, if your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, then you're going to be able to come to heaven. Um, well, I tell you, all of that is... It's not true. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, it's not true. In fact, the Bible says there's only one way to God, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, no matter what you do in life, uh, your righteousness will never be good enough to get you to heaven. There's nothing that you can do that's good enough to persuade God to allow you to come to heaven outside of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is no other way. It's simply put, mankind was separated from God back in the Garden of Eden. When Adam sinned against God and he ate from that tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, guys, girls, everybody on the planet became fallen beings because of Adam. The Bible says because of one man's sin, death came upon all. Do you realize that God created us to live forever? That God created mankind to live forever. In fact, mankind had no idea how to die because death wasn't in the equation. God didn't mean for man to die. But when Adam disobeyed God and he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that killed mankind spiritually. It separated everybody from God. So all the people who were up on the earth, right, who were going to come up on the earth at some point in the future, every person was separated from God. Now, they didn't physically die because the scripture says that God told him that the day you eat of this, uh, this fruit um, or this tree, you shall surely die. You got to remember that death in the Bible doesn't mean the cessation of life or the end of life. What it means is the separation from God, spiritually dead. That means you don't have an ability to contact God. You don't have an ability, right, to fellowship or reach out with God. That ability is one that you don't have when you're a spiritually dead person. Well, guess what? There's a lot of dead men walking right now. There's a lot of people on the planet who've never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they're spiritually dead. Now, let's look at this. So we talked about in the beginning about heaven and hell. So let's talk about, first of all, 
how do we get to heaven? I mean, this thing can go as deep as we need it to go. But on the surface, if a man or a woman wants to go to heaven and they don't want to die in their sins, right, and go to hell, how do they get to heaven? What do they need to do? Well, Jesus was telling Nicodemus that in order for a man to see the kingdom of God, he must be born again. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he's he's already left his mother's womb? Can he be born twice? Jesus was saying that this man had to be born again. He had to be a new creation. And so this gets really deep, but I'm going to try to make it simple. The bottom line is this, is that in order for you to go to heaven, you have to be saved. You have to be born again. That God has to change your spirit, your old spirit, your old dead spirit that doesn't know God, that can't fellowship with God. God will give you a new spirit. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, but he who knew no sin became sin that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now make no mistake about it. God loves the world. He loves everybody. I know people don't think he does because there's a hell and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But let's talk about the heaven part. The scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God's heart is to save you. If the scripture says, for God so loved the world, that world is everybody in it. That's every person, every person. That's every human being. So that clearly shows me, first of all, God doesn't hate anybody. He's not hating on any of his creation. That's not what this is. God is not hating on his creation. The scripture says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God showed how much he loved by giving his only begotten son. Now, here's what I want you to see. That means a lot because first of all, Jesus went to that cross for us so that we wouldn't have to go. Jesus was whipped and beaten so that these things didn't have to come upon us. Jesus went to hell for us so that we didn't have to go. So much for that, um, that old saying that you hear people talk about, God sent people to hell. God doesn't send anybody to hell. That's not his will that you go to hell. He gives you a free will and a free choice, and he will never violate that free will, nor will he violate your free choice. You have a will to choose. God won't make you do anything you don't want to do. That's not who he is, and that's what you have to understand. So when people say that God sent the person to hell, that's not true. You sent your own self to hell because you didn't believe the gospel, because you didn't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because you chose to accept religion over Jesus. You chose to accept good works over Jesus. So that's what sends people to hell. Because here's the deal. First of all, 
you can't go to heaven with God if your spirit hasn't been changed. God can't, if you were in his presence and you've never been changed and he showed up, right, in his full glory, it would absolutely kill you. And I can prove that to you. You know, in the Bible, Moses was talking to the burning bush because there was God was in the burning bush speaking. And God, Moses wanted to see God. Moses could not. God told him, you can't, but I'll show you my back parts. So as he's leaving, Moses was able to see. And that in itself just made Moses glow. Because when the people saw Moses, they said, oh, my God, you know, he looks like a God. You can tell he's been in the presence of God, right? That's how much power that came from the righteousness and the holiness of God. That's the thing you don't understand. God is not a man. He's not a person. God is God. He's life itself. He's love itself. He's strength itself. Everything that exists, it all came from God. God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything by his spirit, by his power. God is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's almighty. There's no one like God. He's the sustainer of life. He's the giver of life. He is life itself. So you can't be in the presence of this awesome God in your sinful state, right? Which would be if you were in heaven and you never accepted Jesus, that's exactly what would be the situation. In order for you to even be able to see the kingdom of God and to go to heaven, you have to be changed. You have to be born again. You have to be given a new heart, a new spirit, so God can live on the inside of you. Oh, it gets better. Absolutely. So God can live on the inside of you. You, you, you can't just, you know, go to church and think everything's going to be all right or get baptized. I hear people say it all the time. I got baptized when I was 12, but that's not salvation. That's not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and repenting of your sins. That's not that. That's just you going down into the water, dry devil, and coming up a wet devil. There ain't nothing that's going to save you about that process. Zero. Baptism can't save you. Not that kind. You need to be baptized into the body of Christ. You need to be saved, right? You need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, once you've done that, then when, when you die, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That when you leave this earth, you've been given a new spirit, a new heart. When you leave this earth, right, you're going to be in the presence of the Lord. You're going to be with him. You're not going to a temporary place. You're not going to any place like that, right? You're going straight into the presence of the Lord because you've been saved. You've been changed. You've been born again. You're not the same person. That's what's awesome about this. And if any man be in Christ, I just told you he's a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things have become new. That old person you were, that spirit, that Adamic nature spirit is gone. Now, you are a part of the body of Christ. And guess what? When we stand before the Lord, we're not going to have to hear those words, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, because I don't know you. We're not going to hear those words. He's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into thy rest. 
You know, when we stand before the Lord, it's different. When people that don't know Jesus stand before the Lord, there's going to be terror. The great white throne judgment. It talks about it in the book of Revelations. It talks about every person standing before the Lord. And, and, the, and the books were open. And if their names were not found written in the book, in, uh, in, the, uh, in the book of the Lamb, hey, y'all, in the book of life, guess what? They went to hell. The Bible says that the angels of the Lord gathered them up and threw them into the lake of fire. All I'm telling you is that I'm warning you to stay away from that place. You want to go to heaven. Heaven is the place you want to go, but you can't go if you don't get born again. That's the point I'm making. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is no other way. There is no south. There is no way in the south. No way in the north, no way in the east, and no way in the west. The only way is through Jesus, because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except he first come through me. And he warned people. He warned them. He told the Pharisees that you guys, since you think you see, he said, you're going to die in your sins. And you're going to seek me one day. You can't find me. Because where I go, you're not going to be able to go. And the reason they can't go is they, they, they won't get saved. They won't accept Jesus. And so that's my heart, brothers and sisters, to tell you that. But now there is that other place. Do you know, I think it's in Luke 16. The Bible talks about the rich man and Lazarus. And you know, Jesus, he tells parables all the time. But this wasn't a parable. This was a true story. It had nothing to do with a parable. But he said that there was a rich man, certain rich man, and the Bible says that that dude fared sumptuously, which means he had a lot of money, and all his needs were met, he was rich. But there was a beggar named Lazarus, and the rich man was so stingy that he wouldn't give Lazarus anything to eat. And Lazarus would sit outside of his gate and try to eat the crumbs off the rich man's table, try to eat the scraps that was laying around. But nobody, uh-uh, they didn't. Lazarus, nope. They didn't want to help. Didn't want to help him. So it came to pass that Lazarus died. And he was carried into the bosom of Abraham. But the rich man died. And the Bible says the rich man died and he was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes. Are you serious? Absolutely. So his body was placed in the ground. But his spirit and his soul ended up in hell. How is that possible? Well, guess what? Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. You're a three-part being. Although your spirit is dead, if you haven't accepted Christ, that doesn't still mean that you don't have an active soul and a body, right? Your spirit is just away from God. If you ever accept Jesus, you'll be born again, right? And then you'll be able to go to heaven. But this rich man... He was in hell, right? His body was on the earth. They probably were saying great things about him and all that. But the truth is, he wasn't a very great person. He was an individual who was who was pretty mean. But guess what happened to him? He went to hell and he was begging Father Abraham to send Lazarus to dip his finger in water to put it on his tongue to cool him off because it was so hot. But guess what? Abraham told him no. And he told him, look, you fared well in your life. You lived your life. But now Lazarus, he didn't fare so well in life. But he's faring well now because he's not being burned in hell. You are. The bottom line, guys, 
because there are many accounts and scriptures that point to hell. Hell is a place for evil spirits. Hell is a place for people who won't accept Jesus, who are not born again, who can't, who can't be in the presence of the Lord. That's what that's where hell is for. Right? And God is not going to allow you to come to heaven when you die if you haven't accepted him. So, you're not going to walk around the earth like a ghost. You're not coming back as a cow. You're not being reincarnated. Right? You're going to hell. That's where you're going. If you've never accepted Jesus, cut through the chase. Cut out the lies. You are going to hell. You're not going to heaven. You're going to be tormented for eternity. You are going to hell if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you die, you're going to hell. That's all it is to it. And I'm not trying to be mean, but I am being frank and I'm being straight about this. You're going to hell if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is it. There is nowhere else for you to go. Now, if you don't want to go there, then it's time for you to get right with God. It's time for you to say, you know what, Lord, I'm tired of living this life because guess what? You're going to keep living the way you're living and you're not going to get anything out of it. Some of you guys, you're sleeping around doing all you're big and bad enough to do. You're drugging it out, alcohol and the whole nine yards. And you think for some reason that, you you know, you're looking, you're trying to reach pleasure. You're trying to find love in all the wrong places. And what you're looking for is your spirit is starving to get to know God. Your spirit knows it's going to go to hell. It knows one day that you're going to get out of here and it knows it needs to be with God. And what you have to stop doing is you have to stop living that selfish life that you're living. And you need to give this some consideration. There is a God who gave his only son for you, who died for you, who was uh, who was stretched out on that cross and who went to hell for you. There is a Jesus and his name is the Christ. He's the anointed one of the father. And he went to hell for you. So that you could go to heaven. So that you wouldn't have to go to hell. He took your place. He did everything for you. All you got to do is believe in him and accept what he did for you on the cross. You don't, he's not asking you to do a whole lot of stuff. But he is asking you to believe on him and repent from all of your sins. And I'm going to tell you. You know you've done so many crazy things. But only the blood of Jesus can take care of that. Only the blood of Jesus can wash you clean to the point where, y'all, there is no more sin. As far as the east is from the west, the Lord has separated those sins from you. That you will be clean as a baby. <laughs> Never, I mean, it's God doesn't even remember your sins when you accept him as Lord and Savior. But if you don't do that, then when you stand before the Lord, the books are open. Everything that you've ever done will be revealed. It'll be sounded to the rooftop. And those will be the things that accuse you on Judgment Day. And the biggest one is your unbelief. Because you chose not to believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to quit right there. But before, um, before we end this, what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. Listen, if this message convicted you, don't you think it's time that you make this thing right with God? Don't you think it's time that uh, you give the Lord a try in your life? Because you've been screwing it up. You know, I know 
you get out there and you think when you're young, you think you can do anything you want to do, right? But the truth is, it's the devil trying to kill you. And ultimately, given the opportunity, he will. But you got a chance. If you're listening to this word right now, that means that you have a chance. That means that God is talking to you. He wants to save you. He died for you. So my question then becomes, what are you going to do about that? That's my question. What are you going to do with the fact that I just gave you the message from the Lord, right? That it's time for you to get your life right. What are you going to do about that? It's not hard. I'll pray the prayer. You pray with me and you believe in your heart. Say this with your mouth and believe this in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I'm a sinner. Lord, I need to be saved. You said in your word that if I would confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, that I'll be saved. You said with the mouth, confession is made to salvation and with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Lord, I repent of all my sin and I renounce the devil and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I thank you right now. I accept you right now. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, you're a child of God. You no longer have to worry about going to hell and you no longer have to worry about your eternity. It's already sealed. The Bible says that he will keep us until the day of redemption, that he will make sure that nothing happens to us. I'm so grateful and so thankful that Jesus died for us. I'm so thankful that he took our place. Man, I'm thankful that he allowed us to be born into this time where we could hear the gospel in this situation that we're in. All of us are in different situations, but if you're listening to my voice, you're in a good situation right now. The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart, said the Lord. So it's up to you. But all you that accepted Christ, congratulations. You're now in the body of Christ. You're now a child of God. You've been accepted in the beloved. Man, you've been born again. You are God's son. You're God's daughter. Hallelujah. So until next time, brothers and sisters, this is Brother Leonard. Man, I'm excited. The one thing I will tell you, if you just got saved, man, get you a good Bible. Um, get you, a, I like the uh, King James, get the new King James, uh, get you an Amplified Bible and download it. You can download it. A absolutely. Download the Bible. It works too. All right. So just uh, letting you know that God loves you. Um, he really, he really loves you so much. And now you're his child. And guess what? You're going to live with him forever and ever and ever <laughs> and ever and ever forever, forever, forever. There is no end. We're going to always be with him forever, forever. Y'all we're going to be with the Lord. So I'm excited. 
excited about the word, excited about you being born again. Um, so until next time, this is Brother Leonard. Have a blessed day.